Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Solid Oblay Life. Um, I just want to start off today by saying thank you for all the support and please make sure to leave a rating or comment below and let us know how we're doing. So to start off this episode, I want to talk about confidence in today's world. I think confidence is having that belief in yourself, knowing that you can do anything you put your mind to and like acknowledging and being comfortable knowing we're not all perfect and being comfortable even in your insecurities. So I'm here with my friend today, Annika Desai. Um, I think she's a role model with confidence because she's someone like I look up to to basically like know what confidence looks like. So um, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Annika. I'm Agam's role model, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, um, so I'm going to start with the story of our friendship. So we we've known each other since elementary school like second or third grade when I first moved to California and we were like not friends we not had like all. mutual friends and we, we were like classmates <laughs> but we were not friends and then coincidentally when we both moved after middle school we ended up being neighbors like we're literally two, two houses house away down. from each other and it's crazy but like here we are yeah. So, um, yeah, to start off with your confidence. Okay, so I see like confidence in a lot of things that you do to the point where it's like in your walk and your talk, it's just like normal for you. Mm-hmm. So how would you personally describe your confidence? I mean, for me, I guess like it's just my personality. I guess I'm really outgoing and I like to be friends with everybody that I meet. Sometimes we have very clashing personalities mm-hmm. and that's the problem, I guess, with me. Like, I can be super outgoing until, like, maybe the person says something controversial or something that's just, like, you know, I don't agree with. And then I can lash out. And I feel like, again, it's all, like, a personality thing more than anything. That's true. Like, I can see, like, it's normal for you. So it's, like, just part of your personality. Yeah. And then is there certain aspects or places in your life where you feel more confident and then aspects where you doubt yourself? I feel like when I'm more confident, I'm usually in my element. Like, you know, I love public speaking. Like, I love to talk to people, whether it's, like, in a personal setting or in front of, like, a hundred people. So, like, I feel like when I'm up speaking in front of people, my confidence just, like, comes naturally to me. Like, I'm in my zone. I'm speaking about what I need to speak of, what I'm passionate about. And it also helps because, like, I found my passion in technology. And, you know, that girls aren't really represented well in STEM so like I'm really glad to say that you know I've been able to go in that field and you know put myself out there and explain myself and my ideas to people and then for for them to receive them positively. I like how that's like a comfort zone for you for someone like me it would be like it would be a little bit stressful until like I actually get talking then mm-hmm. it would be like okay I, I can do this but speaking to a live audience for me is not something that makes me comfortable until like I'm actually doing it I mean they're always nerves like I feel like everybody has that this mm-hmm. universal thing but for me like I'll just be like you know these are happy excited nerves you know yeah. just be like you know you're going up there you're going to talk about what you really want to talk about just go mm-hmm. out there just speak they're going to either enjoy it or might not like it that's not your problem yeah. just go out there and speak of what you like want to speak of that's actually something I was going to use as an example. Like when we're in school and if we have like a presentation, I'm someone who's going to be like, oh my God, all these things could go wrong. And then I feel like you're the total opposite. You're yeah. like, <laughs> this is like probably the best part or something like that. Yeah. So in the time like I've known you, I've never seen you like really doubt yourself in that element, like, or really any element, at, like, especially at school, you're always like, I'll be fine or it'll be okay. And you're like that with everyone else too. Mm-hmm. Like you're always reassuring everyone else. Were you always confident or like what shaped you to have that mindset of knowing you can do whatever it is that you want? For elementary school, I definitely was like preschool. I remember my parents always tell me that like, 
you hated it. You didn't want to be anywhere but home. And I meant, like, I guess it's the people I grew up around. And my family has been, like, a huge factor in it. My parents always encourage me to do whatever I want. You know, obviously, if, you know, it pays well, it's a better option. <laughs> but, you know, they've really encouraged me to, like, be myself. Like, they don't, they're not strict, except for when it comes to grades. Then <laughs> It's a different story. Mm -hmm. But I think the only time that I really doubted myself was in middle school. And I think that was because of such the, like, Agam, I know she can attest to this too, but it was such a mm -hmm. toxic environment. Because yeah. there weren't a lot of people like me and Agam in terms of race, in terms of what we wanted to do in the future. It just wasn't like that. Because, like, elementary school was in a bubble. Middle school was, like, when I faced reality about mm -hmm. what, like, mixing of different parts of the literally town can feel like and they put you down constantly exactly. for being a certain color or like being smart yeah. and they'll be like oh my god you're so smart like yeah. why are you so smart what a nerd you know it's not like a exactly. positive thing yeah like wanting to learn there or like want like reading books or like doing stuff that you know people normally would be like oh good job for was looked down upon it and it was not great it was like completely backwards and then being indian on top of that like your accent would be made fun of your hair would be made fun of your color would be made fun food of. food would be made fun oh food, food for sure and it was like such a talk that i think that's probably one of the things like okay so i was new in elementary school and you would think being in middle school you'd, you'd be used to that and then you hit a totally different environment and it's like a total change and i think that put me down as well for confidence but again, like coming to this community, it's like seeing more people like you kind of puts you into like a comfortable space. And I mean, yeah, everyone's different, but like you find that commonality. Exactly. Um. So do you want to say anything else? Yeah, I think one thing living here, like Agam and I just moved here last year. But like if you were to come to like our school you would think that, you know, we've been here for so long because yeah. we've managed to make so many friends here. And I think that's also because Agam's like, as Agam said, it's commonality, right? People mm -hmm. are like you here. And I think, although there are a lot of like things that you think about not living in a diverse community at the same time, that mm -hmm. helps you come together too. Yeah. But I've found like in other like extracurriculars that I've done, like in our tobacco group, like we're all different races from different schools and yet it's so welcoming. Like this was my first year there and it was literally like being in family and I was like, oh my God, I've never been so welcomed in a diverse community where I look like literally no one else. So I think that's interesting knowing like there's a toxic diversity and then there's also like a good, a good yeah, exactly. Um, so now that we've talked about confidence as like a general thing, I want to get more into specific elements of it. Um, I want to get into body confidence because that's something a lot of teenagers look at themselves and it's, it's literally one of the biggest insecurities. Definitely. Um, so for me, I mean, that's changed over time. It's come from being overweight and then literally looking different from every other kid and being pinpointed for that. And then on top of that being new, that doesn't help. And then going into middle school and like getting normal. And then middle school is like the puberty like <laughs> side of it. Not for me though. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I looked like I was five. <laughs> it was so much changed so fast. And it was it was also like the insecure factor. And then I started swimming. Now and... she's like a model. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, but there's still insecurities that come of with that. Course. Like yeah. when we're at a party and I'm wearing dress and I have muscles and literally nobody else does. And it's like... I mean, it looks cool. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> I understand. Yeah, um, it's like it feels masculine almost because like in like the society we've been raised, it's like 
women don't always have muscles or something. Like, it's not something that you'd see in women. And even coming from, like, an Indian culture, it's, like, sometimes people, like, relatives even look at it, like, oh, you look so masculine. And I'm, like, okay, but I've worked for it. Exactly. So, it it goes both ways. Like, there's times where I'm, like, oh, my God, I love them. And there's times where I'm just, like, no. Um, But I've, I wanted to hear your perspective on it, like, What's some things that maybe you feel insecure about or think about body confidence and how that'd go for other See, people? The first thing I want to start with is like what Agam's saying about her muscular insecurities. I feel like that's something that should be promoted in women, like the athletic mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. Like, I think it's the coolest thing in the world to see, like, a girl with muscles because, like, it shows how dedicated you are to one sport or multiple sports and so, like, how hard you worked. Like, for me, I'm a dancer, so my body, it could be, like, you know, said the ideal body type, you know? Slim waist, kind of broad shoulders, Mm -hmm. but, like, you know, at the same time, there are insecurities because, like, you notice, like, not for me because I did jazz and contempt, like, I wasn't forced to be super skinny, like, it was just, like, you know, you need to maintain a healthy weight, don't be under, don't be over, you know? Yeah. But, like, you see, like, in the dance community especially, you see girls just being torn down for their weight, yeah. just, like, taken away of all these opportunities. Thankfully, I've never been in a situation like that, but I know so many people have, and I think that's partially because, like, I feel so confident in myself because I've worked so hard mm-hmm. for this. Like, you know, I know it's not muscular like Agam because that's just the different sports we play. Yeah. Like, her swim body... Insane. Insane. Like, it's Olympian type. It's amazing. Like, mine is definitely more of the, you know, common ideal figure, and hers is the athletic ideal figure. Like, it's... I feel like everybody should be confident in their own bodies. I understand, like, if there's some changes you want to make to yourself, but honestly, that just comes from hard work. Yeah. And I feel like with hard work, saying, you know, hey, look, I've lost this many pounds or whatever, it'll Mm -hmm. make you feel so good about yourself, too. Or if you want to gain, like, gain more, gain muscle, like, whatever, as long as you're happy with your body, I don't think that there should be anybody else's opinion that matters but yours. Yeah, exactly. Um, our middle school PE teacher actually said this and it stuck by me like since then she was like when you can look at yourself in the mirror naked and be happy with what exactly. you see that's a sense of confidence I mean telling middle schoolers that like we all like laugh at it and yeah, like no but, but it's yeah about it. it's like it's true like you just it's your opinion that matters like you said and also coming off the dance thing I actually found out about that culture um in my last podcast episode like um the other girl she was talking about how she was a ballet dancer and that how crazy. how her teacher was like you have to look this body type and you cannot be over this much weight and that kind of stuff and it, i was like surprised because mm-hmm. in swimming it's not like that like it doesn't really matter your body type because you're all just like you're swimming you just have to be one of the water mm-hmm. um it's not that type and especially in ballet, like, I've seen so many, like, hard teachers. Like, you don't see it anywhere else in dance, the ballet. Mm-hmm. And then possibly, like, really, really, really competitive dance, you'll see a little bit of it. But ballet is just such a toxic standard. I've seen mm-hmm. where people put, like, you know how a bar, you probably don't, but, like, a bar, they have, like, maybe this wide space in tween- between the bars. And one of the standards of um, measuring the girl's slimness is if you can fit through that. Oh, my God. Sideways. Which is insane, because that's essentially showing that you're starved. Like, I just found that video just appalling, you know? Maybe those girls are healthy, but it sure didn't look like it. And I think that's one thing 
the public is doing mm-hmm. to like promote body like unconfidence is that a word yeah, i don't, I don't so. know but like <laughs> it makes sense so coming off of body confidence i wanted to go to insecurities not just body like body insecurities but like overall i think that's a big part in confidence like you can only really truly be confident in yourself once you face the insecurities mm-hmm. that you have so um do you want to talk about your insecurities and maybe how they've changed over time yeah so as Agam knows <laughs> i used to be a really blunt person in middle school like i would not hesitate to speak out and i feel like that caused me to lose a lot of friends which when you think about it made complete sense <laughs> like i would say some very like i didn't tend or mean for them to sound rude or harmful but sometimes they did come across as that and like Agam's mentioned that to me before and I've definitely noticed it where it's like you know I was blunt I was not like a person who would like take into consideration of other people's feelings and I think that's one of my biggest I guess it could be an insecurity because like when you think about it now you're like okay why was I like that and how did people think of me even though it's not like a present thing it's definitely something that sticks with you and it's like oh gosh like (laughs) not 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 the best look on you you know yeah and I think aside from that obviously they're like the small insecurities everybody faces when being compared to the modern beauty standard and then like my voice for example like sometimes it can sound really good (laughs) and then right now I'm having an allergy attack so it sounds very um what's the word uh raspy oh Actually, I didn't know that one. I never thought, like, you'd be insecure about your voice because, like, you're vocal. Exactly, and I I think that's one of the reasons because, like, sometimes you feel like you're talking in front of a lot of people and you're like, am I being too loud? Oh, yeah. Am I being too quiet? Like, what's happening? Right. So, like, I think that with being vocal, that definitely comes, at least for me, where it's like, oh, my God, am I saying stuff correctly? Am I being (laughs) loud? It's just, it's all over the place sometimes, but yeah. Okay, so for me, the insecurities, how they've changed, I mean they're always changing it's like some days you'll feel something and the exactly. other days you'll feel something else but like the big ones I'd say I mean I've mentioned this throughout like being overweight that's always like back there is always an insecurity and then like this is something I think that runs in kind of the Indian community having a lot of body hair because oh it's God. literally the yeah. worst thing ever and then being in middle school around other girls who are like like literally like the complete opposite like, I know they were like and I was, like, really, really insecure about that. I would purposely wear leggings, even if it was, like, really hot, really hot because yeah. I did not want that to show. Um, and then having long hair because being part of the Sikh community. Which is, is beautiful. Like... I... Again. <laughs> but, like, it's just something that you feel insecure about because whenever I, like, sit down and if it gets caught and it, like... I never want that part of me to show for some reason. Just, I mean, it's normal, but it's it doesn't feel normal when everyone else looks different. Um, or, like... Another one, I think, whenever we go to relatives' homes, they always mention how thin I am. And I hate it because it's like, I'm fine right now. I've gone through the phase where I was, like, almost underweight. And that was kind of scary, especially being, like, in sports. You can't really do that because it's harmful to you. Um, But now that I'm, like, normal and they still mention it, it gets me insecure. Because then it's like, I need to gain a lot of weight. But in reality, I might not even, like, need to. And then thinking, like, what if I gain too much? And going back to how I was as a kid, it's just something I feel insecure about. And it makes me wrap my head, like, 375 <laughs> degrees. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's my insecurities as, like, a whole. Um, do you have anything else you want to add on that? 
Not really. I think that pretty much sums it up okay. in terms of that. And then the next, like, I think that's the final topic would be self-image and then comparison to others. Because I think a lot of people's confidence goes down from comparing themselves to others and then using, like, judging their self-image based on other people. Um, like, they're afraid to be unique because it puts them outside of the social box that, mm-hmm. like, society has made for us. Or fear of, like, being standing up for what they believe in because their belief is, like, a minority in the community. Um, I think that's especially prominent right now where, let's say, you believe, like, even a slight difference from everything that's going on, it's like you get cancelled. Exactly. Or for something that happened years ago, people are getting cancelled. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on this? Um, I feel like society as a whole is trying to be more inclusive towards everybody of, like, of all reaches of the world, but, like, obviously, it's not that simple. Yeah. Like, you see so much on social media where it's, like, a girl who's, like, trying to be confident in herself, just, like, dancing, and you'll see the comments just absolutely tear her apart. Oh, yeah. And it's just awful to see because mm-hmm. she's confident in herself. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. But it's just people who don't believe, they have, like, a one-track mind who's, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the modern beauty standard. Yeah. Um, like, this is something that I need to just view and abide by who cares if someone's different like i don't believe that and that comes in like everything you know politics personal beliefs everything and i feel like i understand in some situations you want to keep a closed mindset but for the most part i feel like people around you as well should keep an open open mindset Mm -hmm. because like if you live in a predominantly asian community like we do you'll know that there's like literally there's like a band of like competition (laughs) around you like Everybody wants to be, like, the next the Bill Gates. Yeah. And, like, honestly, you see these parents who've worked so hard for their kids, and their kids are, like, at school, sleeping, and, like, doing, like, drugs, drinking, yeah. partying, and, like, they really don't have their priorities in order. And mm. then those are the people at our old school who used to be looked up at. Like, right. you would be like, oh, my God, yo, person, like, did you go to that party? Did you get, like, completely wasted? Obviously, yeah. we never had these conversations, but a lot of people at our school did. Yeah. Here, it's, like... Obviously, there's going to be that party crowd who really, they don't know what they're going to do with their future. They might be conflicted about everything, but, like, they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? Screw school. Like, we're not going to do anything. And then, like, you see so many people who are like, okay, we need to, like, be the best people we can. Even Mm -hmm. if we don't enjoy what we're doing, which I feel like is the worst thing to do to yourself. Because you're spending your entire life doing whatever you choose to do as a career. And, like, I understand, like, some people like to take a more artistic path, you know. Maybe Mm -hmm. be an artist or something, and then they get, like, discouraged, especially with Asian parents. I don't know how it is in other races, but definitely with in other cultures. But definitely with Asian parents, they want you to, like, you know, focus on a very high, profitable job. Exactly. (laughs) Like, it's that one-track mind where you finish high school, you go to college, and, like, try to end up at, like, one of the best colleges, and then you either do, like, a postgraduate, or you have, like, some sort of degree that's Mm going to get you, like, a definite job. And I think that, I mean, yeah, they want the best for you, but I don't think that's for everyone. Like, I mean, yeah, if you want to go to college and you have a reason to go to college then yes, go for it. And not just because, oh, my mom, like, wants me to go to college or um, I'm going to make a lot of money if I go to college. But, like, like I want to be a doctor and I need to go to college to be a doctor. And I like enjoying, like, biology and human anatomy and, like, those types of things. But I think that's something a lot of people don't understand. They're just like, oh, my God, this job is going to pay a lot. But, like, they don't understand that it takes so much to get there. And you're not going to get there if you're not passionate about it. So, yeah. And then... Also, I think there's, like, 
people judge their self-worth by comparing themselves to others and I think it goes both ways where it's like um you're judging like let's say you're in a room and you think everyone's below you so you make yourself seem higher than everyone else and then you you get the sense of overconfidence and then there's this other type where it's like you think you're lower than everyone else and then all your insecurities come out and you just you just feel like the lowest person in the room so what's your take on that um so i definitely think that what you said especially about the career thing too Mm -hmm. like it goes both ways where people are like oh my god i want money i want to be rich i want to like do all these things but they don't understand about the hard work it takes like you see again social media is like everybody's like factor in whatever they want to do in life you know exactly it's like oh my god like this guy he's a doctor and he's yeah. cute, so I want to become a doctor so I can meet cute doctors. <laughs> like, no, you have to have the drive yeah. in yourself. And again, that ties back into confidence. Like, you want to be confident in yourself to, like, do whatever you put your mind to. Right. And on the other end of the spectrum, it's the people who want to do something, but they're not prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, a lot of problems I've heard from so many people is being a doctor. Like, they yeah. love the subject, they love what doctors do, but they don't want to go through 10 years of schooling. Right. Because, again, that's taking away, like, a huge chunk of your yeah. young adult life. And people want to go out, they want a vacation. But, like, again, if you're passionate about something, you should yeah. not let anything get in the way of, like, what yeah. you want to do. Because... At the end of the day, after you finish working hard, you're going to be happy in your right. career and making a lot of money on top of it in the case of a doctor. Exactly. You know, don't you want that? Because it pans out your whole life for you. Right. And yeah. then as Agam said, when a person's in a room, it's either like an elitist feeling where it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like it could be a factor of money. It could be a factor of education where yeah. it's like, oh my God, like these people are really above me or really below me. Like, you know, and that changes your perception exactly. on whatever your actions are going to be that instincts you know yeah exactly if you're elitist you could end up saying something that you don't mean turn people against you or Mm -hmm. just sound so overconfident in the worst way possible right just be like full of yourself you know just be like you know you guys i'm like a billionaire and i didn't work (laughs) hard because that's my dad's money but i'm gonna come here and flex it like it's mine yeah and i feel like people get a lot of satisfaction from that yeah And I feel like I would never be satisfied Mm -hmm. with money unless it was money that I worked hard for. Right. And I'm not talking, like, going to, like, the store every day and buying a lottery ticket. (laughs) I'm talking about, like, I got a good education. Like, I focused. And, like, this is the money that I made and I can spend it however I want to. Exactly. And then through that, I hope that people who work hard, they're able to help other people who are maybe in a harder spot in life or Mm -hmm. just people who don't know what to do right now like you know and I think that's one thing that we definitely aren't doing and that's the reason people are like so feeling bad about themselves you know is because you see people like workout plans for example it'll be like oh my god so you can have a small waist like an ideal body type all you have to do is starve yourself yeah like it just it puts people down and then you see all these like big like you know real estate agents i don't know they're like yes attend this seminar this normally a five thousand dollar seminar but we're gonna give it to you for free if it had the value of five thousand dollars they would make you pay five thousand dollars because usually valuable information does come with the cost exactly like whether it's hard work or if you pay for it to learn it like for Mm -hmm. example college like, I feel like people really need to understand and prioritize what they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, how successful they want to be. Do they want to be, like, the person who, like, maybe if they haven't worked hard in high school, their friends will tell them, like, oh, my God, you're not going to do well. Like, we'll see you on the side of the street in, like, yeah. 10 years. Or do you want to be that person who's just living your dream life? Right. You no. Know? 
And I think that can come with or without college. Like, depending on your yeah, field. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not, like, a given that you, you go to college and you'll be successful. Because a lot of people don't go to college for the right reasons. Yeah, like, some of the biggest billionaires in the world are high school and college dropouts. Exactly. Like, it's your mindset at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I think it comes back to that as well. And then, just a quick question. How do you think people should judge their self-worth? I mean, it shouldn't be off of other people, but how should they determine their own self-worth? I feel like, as you said, like when you reminded me like you know if you look in a mirror and you feel happy about yourself you know like Mm -hmm. you can look at yourself and be like yo I did that and I think that's one thing just to be like look at the contributions you've made towards yourself more than anything else like there shouldn't be like an outside deciding factor unless like you've gotten to this stage where you want to start like you know just be like you know I've made this much what do I want to do with it so I'll look at what other people have done to get an idea of what I want to do but at the end of the day self-worth should definitely come from within you like the the perception of it because like at the end of the day you can be the richest person in the world and not be happy exactly because you know if you haven't if you don't have like maybe if you wanted a family and you don't have a family like how is that going to make you feel like you could be sitting on a like couple hundred billion dollars but Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you need to be happy, and I think that's the biggest deciding factor. Exactly. Like, you can't buy a family. Exactly. Like, it's not in the market. <laughs> nope, not anymore. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, it was just, that would that would have been awful. Yeah, yeah, that would be crazy in society today, especially. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for today. I hope you guys as listeners got some insight, especially as, like, teenagers, and just how confidence plays such, like, a big part from the beginning. Um, and like, I'm kind of grateful that we get to do this episode and just talk about confidence because that's not something we'd normally talk about in a school, like conversation. Nobody like goes around talking about how are you confident? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I'm glad that we could do something like that. And yeah, yeah, so thank you all for listening. I hope you gained some insight. And again, um, if you leave a comment or a rating, that would be amazing and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. (laughs)